4, if you'd like to turn there. You know, we really get tired of the things that go on in this world and, and the things we see sometimes. And there's a lot of things we can do about it. And one of those things is to think of heaven. Let your mind be fixed on heaven a while. We're going to be in heaven for eternity. We talk about what a very short life this is on this earth. But we don't talk a lot about where we're going to be for eternity. That would be a good thing for, for you and I to do. Some people say that we don't know what's going to happen in heaven. Some people say we can't know What's going to happen in heaven? It says right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm just going to dip in and get a piece of this. It says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Now that covers a whole lot talking about the mysteries of God. But one thing that we have been made managers of, and not just our, our time and our talents and things of that nature, like we have talked about on Sunday mornings and Sunday school, but we have been made stewards of the mysteries of God. I don't know how everything's going to turn out in heaven and how everything's going to go, but we know some things about heaven. And we should have our minds fixed there. We should think about that more often. Some people say we can't know, though. Some people say we don't know. We get our bulletin for the church on Sunday morning. That's I show up and Henry usually hands me a bulletin. And we know some things about the day, some upcoming events that are going to happen. What if that bulletin went out on Tuesday during the week for Sunday? And, and let's say in that bulletin, it said Sunday morning sermon, walking worthy. And then and then the songs, let's say they were listed where we're going to and, and, and listed there would be how great is our God. And Nolan Irvin will sing the special. Now, if you got that bulletin in advance, you just might. You just might go around for a few days saying, man, I can't wait to hear that Sunday morning sermon on, on Walking Worthy. And Nolan's going to get up there. I bet he's going to sing a song I've never heard before. I bet he's going to dig down deep and get a good oldie. And, and we might talk about these things and say these things. And someone might ask you, you're talking about something that's going to happen Sunday. Sunday is not here. How in the world could you know that? Well, I got the bulletin. Is what you might tell them. I got the bulletin in advance that tells us what's going to happen. Well, you know what? Pastor Stone could have possibly not been here this morning. He, he could have went to the Philippines to preach a revival. You know, and, and, and Nolan could have went with him to sing the special music and and so someone's giving Tim a hard time saying, hey, you, you said you had the music lined out, but things aren't working out. You know, things can change as far as we're concerned, but things do not change as far as God's concerned. And we have God's great bulletin, if you will, right here. 
And it is clear truth. Uh, You can count it that these things are going to happen. They're going to come to pass. God does not lie. He he does not change. And we have we have a truth here that we can share tonight. And what uh, just a few things I want to talk about tonight is what is going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. Someone said, I want to I want to learn these things tonight. And, and we should. We, we should know these things and we should think about these things. And one thing that is going to happen after Jesus comes in the air is that we're going to be moving into heaven. We're going to heaven after he comes back. Every single one of us, okay? Every single child of God is going to heaven. Not one single Christian is going to be missing. Not one single Christian is going to be lost. It is going to be a complete Glad reunion day for the entire family of God. The pillars in the church, the faithful Christians are going to be there in heaven. Those that have been drawn astray by the devil, they have their consequences and, and maybe the misery they'll, they'll be in for a time, but they are going to be in heaven just as well. Every Christian is going to be there. There's going to be no more temptation and no more troubling by the devil when we get to heaven. Would you think just a minute about what's going to happen at, in heaven after Jesus comes in the air? We're moving on. And we're going to heaven. We're going to be there with Him. We'll no longer be duped by the devil. There's going to be no more doubting for you and I. No more doubts in our minds. There's going to be no more discouragement that you are going to experience when you go to heaven. We're moving to our heavenly home. We're going to have a glorified body whenever we get into heaven. We're going to be in the very presence of Jesus face to face. It's going to be a quick trip, but it's going to be a wonderful trip and it's going to be a grand arrival. Can you imagine? Think about that just for a minute. I've hardly ever been out of Texas in my entire life. I remember when I was about my son's age, I I thought people looked different in other states. I had that thought in my head. I mean, not even human features. what, What does someone look like in Oklahoma or Nebraska? I don't know why I had those thoughts and I would ask my mom and dad and they would give me the strangest look. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe a dream. I don't know. But I never made it out of Texas for the longest time. And then in 2003, we decided to do something else that I've never done before. And that's go on a vacation. And we went on a vacation to Disney World and I saw the map. And I knew we were traveling through Texas and into Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, and on into Florida. And man, I couldn't wait. Oh, I, we got packed for the trip. No way am I flying. I am driving. I am going to see the sights. And then I got on I-10, headed east. <laughs> and I, a lot of long bridges and a lot of swampland. And not much that was very appealing. It was rather disappointing. It got a little better when I traveled to Missouri for the first time about six or seven years ago. Saw some pretty hill country. Saw houses in, in the side of a hill. That was, that was pretty nice. But it's going to be nothing 
compared to coming face to face with our Lord and Savior. It's nothing like Jesus coming in the air, bodies being raised from the grave, ascending to the Lord in the sky with the children of God, with those children of God whose funerals we've attended. Get real personal and think about that just for a minute, that we are going to be gathered together with them in the air, those sleeping saints and those living saints coming together, and we're going to be with Jesus face to face, and we're moving into heaven. It's going to be pure delight. There are going to be no disappointments on that trip or the arrival. We will have in heaven robes, Washed white as snow, robes washed in the blood of the Lamb, robes of righteousness there are going to be that you and I are going to receive. We will not only hear Jesus when He calls, we will not only go to be with Jesus and see Him, we are going to be like Jesus in heaven after He comes in the air. We're going to be like the Lamb of God. There are going to be no more prejudices. There are going to be no more partialities. No more criticism. No more gossiping. No more bullying. No more dissension among church members. There's not going to be cheap shots thrown out publicly uh, about people on the internet or anything like that. The, the, there's going to be no more cross when Jesus comes again. It's not going to happen. There's just going to be a crown for Jesus. There's going to be the blessed results of Jesus Christ going all the way to Calvary for all of our sins. The devil tried to stop him and the devil wanted him to be killed before he went to the cross. But he went and he made it and he took upon his body, upon himself, the sins of the entire world. How How wonderful that will be. There's going to be the blessed results surrounding Jesus, and that's going to be you and I. You know, they say there's a song when he was on the cross, we were on his mind, or or personally, you were on his mind, and we're going to be surrounding him. That's going to be all of those that have trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior through saving faith. Friends, we are what's going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. We're moving up and we're moving in. What a, what a wonderful thing that's going to be. We sing a song around here sometimes called, What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon His face, the one who saved me by His grace. When He takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Do you think about the words that you're singing when you sing that sometimes? Pastor Stone mentioned Horatio Spafford. He, he wrote the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. And he wrote it right after his children died and his wife was saved alone. And there's a certain part of that song uh, that, that come to his mind. God gave him a lot of words to write that gave him comfort in that song. And, and one little part says, The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. It is well, it is well with my soul. He was thinking about the fact that he was going to be in heaven with his children again one day after Jesus comes in the air. That's what's going to happen in heaven after he comes back. We're all going to be together. I listened to an, to an old gospel song the other day. Uh, never heard any of these songs hardly that I've heard. Tony Manning uh, and his daughter Katie made me up a CD of them. And there was a line in there that said... 
that child that was taken from your arms long ago, you'll see on that morning in white linen made of snow, white as snow. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Isn't it wonderful? I think what we need to do more in our discouraged and depressed times is to think of heaven. I think we ought to think about where we're going to be for eternity rather than be so consumed with this very short life and what's going on now. It's it's something that to meditate on will be a blessing to our souls. Think about that. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. Unsaved people are not stewards of these mysteries. But for the child of God, it's, it's a privilege we have to, to know this truth and to know it's true, to have it by faith. Every man, woman, boy and girl in Christ are moving into heaven together and it's going to happen at the same time. This is one thing that's going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. But there's something else that's going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, we read, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or whether it be bad. This judgment seat of Christ, this judgment that's going to happen in, after Jesus comes in the air, this is a judgment for Christians only, okay? There are going to be no unsaved people at this judgment. Not a single unsaved person will be there. There's a great white throne judgment that's going to happen for them later. But as far as this judgment seat of Christ... There, this has nothing to do with the Lord accepting, receiving us or rejecting us. That is something that takes place here on this earth. In Mark chapter 2 and verse 10, Jesus says that he has power on earth to forgive sins. So that decision cannot happen in eternity after we die. That is a decision, that is something that takes place here in this life. Whether we're received or whether we are rejected. What this judgment seat of Christ is going to be about, it's about rewards for you and I. It's a judgment on the works that we have done. It's not about being received or rejected, but rewards. Since that's since receiving or rejecting happens in this life, it's just going to be a judgment on the things that we have done. Romans chapter 8 begins with, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. When we come before this judgment seat, I want you to think about something. This judgment seat of Christ where, where, where all is exposed and all is before Him and it's going into a judgment tried by fire. Anything that we thought of as secret sins or any memory of our sins are going to be no more. After this judgment, there are some good things and there are some positive things about judgment. We're going, we're, we're going to be done with them. At this judgment seat of Christ, all differences that are between us and Jesus Christ are going to be gone. 
It's going to be the finale and the getting rid of the differences that we have had from him when we go through this judgment. We will have perfect harmony with the Lord Jesus Christ forever in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. We're going to receive some rewards there as well. Revelation Chapter 22 and verse 12, I want you to listen to the words of Jesus. It says, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. We will be rewarded by the Lord for the Holy Spirit influenced works that we have done. There is going to be treasure in heaven for eternity. I, I have never gotten tired of the old bumper sticker on the old ugly truck that, that says my reward is in heaven or my treasure is in heaven. And it, what, what a wonderful thought that that'll bring even driving down the road. There is going to be a judgment and there are, is going to be rewards for you and I, that there's not just going to be a judgment of the deeds that are done, though. There's going to be a judgment of the motive, the reason why we've done the deeds that are done. There's some things we might think that there are going to be rewards in heaven for, but they're not going to be there. If we've done something just because we know it's going to get attention and be noticed, there, there's not going to be a reward in heaven. If we're rewarded here by, by what is seen or, or what is said about it, there's not going to be a reward there. Just as what was said this morning, motive matters. The attitude that the deed was done with matters. The 100th Psalm says, serve the Lord with gladness. So it matters what's going on inside as the work is done, which we all see going on on the outside. The Lord is going to judge based on that. Some good deeds will actually burn up at that, at this judgment if we did them for the wrong reason, if we did them for self. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 15 I'll tell you what, I'm going to read verses 10 through 15 as we think about this judgment that is going to happen after Jesus comes in the air. It says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, let every man's work be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Those words stood out to me the first time I ever read them, that, that there will be a suffering of loss at this judgment, and there will be a, a gaining of rewards. And, and, you can, and of course we can understand that the suffering of loss here means 
a lack of rewards. There are rewards that we could have had. One, one deacon of another church that I love dearly loves to think about these things. And, and he kind of, he kind of thinks about this mountain of rewards that God may point to and, and show him. And he, and he sees himself saying, what's that? And, and God saying, well, that's what you could have had, my friend. And, and we all might have an experience somewhat like that. You know, I, I'm just not so sure that that suffering of loss just means lack of rewards. I'm not going to take it for granted that that's all that means. I'm not going to take it for granted that this judgment is only for spiritual works or, or works done in service to the Lord. It, we're, we're to do everything that we do unto the glory of God in every aspect of our lives. And, and so it would be better to expect a judgment on every single thing in our life here. This is not a judgment about being rejected or received, though. It's a judgment about rewards. And that suffering loss, we might not understand everything it means, but it has nothing to do with the thought of salvation at all. We know that by the very next words in that verse that says, But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. A lot of the older preachers like to say some Christians are going to go to heaven with their shirt tail on fire. And... But this is a judgment for the things that we've done. You know, while we're on this idea of of works and there's going to be rewards in heaven after Jesus comes in the air, there's going to be that judgment before and, and then there will be rewards. May we consider the fact that, that we can lose rewards while we're here upon this earth. Rewards that we've gained could be lost. In Second John in verse 8, listen to what it says. It says, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. There is an encouragement at, as we think about the things that are going to go on in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. There's an encouragement for you and I to continue faithful, to keep our focus on the Lord, to have our affection set on things above and not on things here on the earth, because we're preparing whatever we're going to have for eternity. We're preparing about the things we do and God's collecting whatever it is for us that he would have us to have. Let us be in encouraged to continue working in God's will because there are rewards that can be accumulated. There are, there are crowns that are waiting for God's people. There's an incorruptible crown for faithful service that's waiting for God's people. There's a crown of righteousness for those that love His appearing. Are you expecting the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you excited about it? Can you not wait to see Him face to face? Do do you love the Lord's appearing? There, there is a crown for that. There's a crown of glory for faithfulness. There is a crown of life for those that die for the cause of Christ. This is, this is not just for the apostles back in that day. There's a missionary I, go, I know of in years as recent as four or five years ago. And, and he was asked to renounce Christ. And he wouldn't do it. And he was overseas as a missionary and, and, and he was killed. And he has a crown in heaven that you and I won't have. But he's there and he's in heaven. And you think about how tragic that might sound for a second. But think about where he is. Think about where he is for eternity and what God has given us. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul. He 
believe I was talking with someone about this the other day, how he liked to watch the, the old Greek games, the, the Olympic-like games of that day and time. He liked to watch boxing, by the way, and there's a verse that, that talks about that. But he watched a lot of these sports. And then he saw the winners of the crowns. And, 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 it, and it was a wreath, like, of leaves. And, and they proudly went up, and they were so excited to get their crown for first place. And can't you imagine Paul sitting there looking at that crown on their head? And it looked beautiful for a moment, though, but those leaves are going to wilt. And those... Leaves are going to wither away. That crown's going to wither away. But then you think about the crowns. You think about the rewards that you and I are going to have in heaven. And they're going to be eternal. And they're going to be beautiful. And they're going to last forever. They're going to be something that we're always going to have. They're never going to tarnish. They're never going to fade away. They're going to be everlasting, eternal rewards. Peter says it this way. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. The permanence and the beauty and the joy of everything we're going to have. We should we should think about these things. We should keep ourselves encouraged by these things because there are going to be works tried of gold, silver, and precious stone. And they're going to go through the fire and they're going to be refined. They're going to be better than when they started going through the fire. They are going to be tested and they're going to come out and they're going to be Ours forever, for eternity. The wood, hay, and stubble, these are going to be the natural things that we did that brought God no glory, and it's going to burn up. They're all going to burn up. It's going to just be ashes in return, and there's going to be a suffering of loss for those things. I'll tell you what, it can be a good judgment for the child of God. And, and, and we're working on whatever it's going to be right now. I, I'd like to be encouraged in, in thinking about the very best judgment that can come for the children of God one day. It's He's going to judge. Man's, I hear so many standards of man that He has put in place and, and written beside the things of God. And it's not going to happen one day. No man's standard is going to mean anything there. No man's ju- There's a lot of judging that goes on in this world. But I'm glad it's not like God's judgment. God's judgment is pure. God's judgment is completely fair. There's going to be no arguing. There's going to be no word after God's judgment. And He is going to judge purely and righteously. Everyone is going to be able to say, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4 there, He that judgeth me is the Lord. And it's going to be right. It's not going to be biased. It's not going to be partial. Jesus wants to make this judgment a good judgment for us. There was a time in my younger, I still feel like I'm a young Christian, but I'll say in my younger Christian life that I thought it was really wrong to... Think about rewards in heaven. We don't, we don't do the good things we do because we're going to get rewards in heaven. 
And, and there's, a, there's a truth in that. We don't do what we do just because of what we're going to get in return. But my attitude kind of changed the more I read the Bible and the more I read things like Jesus encouraging us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. It's something that we have been made known. The, these mysteries... We're stewards of these mysteries of God. And, and we can know that we can do that. We are told by the Lord Himself to lay up treasures for ourselves. That's not why we do them, but we can know that they're there and know that they're coming. And, and we can be encouraged in this. It can be a good judgment for you and I. May that be our goal. May we long to hear the words, well done. The unsaved have no, have no idea what that's all about. But for the children of God, being made stewards of these mysteries, we can hear the words, well done. May we be faithful to Him. May we be heavenly minded. One more thing about what's going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. We're going to go to Revelation chapter 19, and we're going to be in verses 7 through 9. There is going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven. And as we read... In these verses, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, these are the true sayings of God. You know, if we, we go back to, uh, to Revelation chapter 3, just for a minute, and look at something in, in verse 20 that, that comes to my mind. Here we go. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and into him and will sup with him and he with me. In this life, as a child of God, by his grace and by his mercy and through faith, we sup with the Lord now. We have a relationship. We have communion with Him. I, I know when He's talking to my heart about something. I know when He's correcting me. I know when He's encouraging me about something. And we, we have relationship with Him now. We sup with Him now. We can come boldly before the throne right now is what our Bible tells us. But one day, faith is going to be sight. Prayer is going to be replaced with presence as we sup with Jesus and as we are going to be with Him and we are going to be like Him. We're going to be in His personal presence. It's going to be a time of mutual joy shared in perfection. He will no longer, it will no longer be a matter of grace and mercy. It will be us with Him and will be made to be alike and no differences. He will always be our Lord, of course but He is going to change us. We're going to be changed in the twinkling of the eye. And we are going to be with Him. Everything is going to be just right. I would like to say that 
in this life so many times for, for, for my family and dear friends and dear church members that I love. I would love so many times to say everything is going to be just right. But we don't know here. But one day, everything is going to be just right in heaven. That's the way God has made us. I'm going to go over to Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 25, just for a second, and, and share something as we make another point, as we start coming to a close. It says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, And gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. One day, there's going to be a perfect church. And there's going to be a perfect pastor. Pastor Jesus Christ, if you will. And we're all going to be together in, 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 in God's great church, if you will. At this, but thinking about this supper though, back to this supper, this, this marriage supper of the Lamb that's going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. Some, some of us might have a hard time thinking about this, but food is not going to be of any importance or any matter to even consider whenever we're at this marriage supper of of the Lamb. It's kind of like the bride and groom sitting down to their wedding dinner and, and their plates just stay full and they're looking into each other's eyes and they're just they're just going on and on, oohing and on over one another and we are going to be in such amazement and such awe when we sit before Him. It's going to be a time of unending rejoicing. That's what's prepared and going to happen for the child of God. We will be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, in purity of fellowship with the Lord. A pure fellowship back and forth from one to the other one day in an eternal marriage. We're already married to the Lord now, and it's going to be an eternal, perfect, pure marriage. There's going to be no need for the vow till death do we part, because there's no death there, and we're going to be with Him always, unending. Some, just some of these things that are going to happen in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. I pray that, I pray that you're encouraged and you, and you think about those things, and and it, change, it changes the direction of our lives. It lifts us up. It, it lets us know that a much better day is coming. We're going to be relocated after Jesus comes in the air. Think about that. We are going to be rewarded in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. Our differences from Christ are going to be removed In heaven, when we're there, we're moving on and we're going to be with Him and the differences are going to be removed. We are going to be assigned a rank in service to Him after Jesus comes in the air. We are going to rejoice eternally. We're going to rejoice. We're going to jump for joy forevermore after Jesus comes in the air. Well, child of God, you have a lot 
to look forward to. You have a lot to influence you and and cheer your heart and cheer your mind now. Be encouraged, child of God, of the things that are going to happen for you in heaven after Jesus comes in the air. Let us pray. Most kind and gracious Father, Lord, we, we come to you tonight and I thank you for your rich word. I thank you for your truth, dear God. I thank you for the stewardship of the mysteries that you have given to us. The things that we can know that you're going to do. The plan will not change. It is not a lie. You are truth. And you sanctify us by your truth. Father, thank you for the relationship we have with you. Dear God, if there be one here tonight and they are, they are detached from these promises... They're not sure if it's in their eternal plans. Father, it can be. And we pray that you draw them right now. We pray that you draw the, the undecided, the, the confused, the doubting one. Father, you're not the author of confusion. And you have a clear and perfect salvation. And Father, if there's one that does not know the forgiveness of sins, if there's one that does not know whether they've been born again or not, whether your Spirit has entered their hearts, whether they have received your Son, to as many as received Him, to them they are the children of God. Father, if there's someone here that is your creation but not yet your child, may they trust in your precious Son and the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and may they be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.